0: Welcome back to Convergently Speaking. This is the second episode in my series on how personality type shows up and impacts on romantic relationships. This one's about the dichotomy of sensor versus intuitive in the Myers-Briggs personality system. And this may well be the most important out of the four episodes because it's generally thought that if you and your partner have this dichotomy different in your personality then that's the most significant difference that you can have. I think I've said before that Myself as an INFJ and Caitlin as an ISFJ actually only have this piece different. And yeah, that one piece is very significant. So why is it so significant? Well, there's a couple of major reasons I believe it's so significant. The first one is that approximately only one out of every four people has intuition as a major part of their personality. Now remember when I use the term intuition, what I'm referring to is advanced pattern recognition. So it is an impulse to look for patterns and look for abstract things as opposed to more concrete or sensory things. And because only one out of every four or so people have this, it means that the world isn't generally set up to cater for intuitives. It's set up more to cater for those with sensing as a major part of their personality. And relationships obviously exist within a context and in a society. So for the most part, the basis of a relationship exists on the overlay that is uh, a sensor-based society. So for the romantic partner who is the sensor, if there's a sensor and an intuitive, uh, the sensor in the relationship, they're going to be focused on real, tangible, provable stuff uh, in the way that they look and try and understand and interpret the world but also in what they're interested in. The generally speaking aren't going to have that much of an interest in the abstract. So what I've noticed working with people, doing relationship counselling and just interacting with people in my daily life is that when you have a relationship that's a sensor intuitive mix and if there's conflict or tension points or something in the relationship, generally the the censor will believe that they are being evidence based and factual and that their partner is is jumping to conclusions or or what their partner's doing to them just seems random they're pulling stuff left field and for the intuitive there's often a dynamic where throughout their life they've felt misunderstood because most of society isn't set up to cater for them, most of society doesn't acknowledge that, that part of their personality. And so, even getting into a romantic relationship, they may start with a sensitivity to, or a defensiveness even, around this intuitive part of their personality. So, without an understanding of the Myers-Briggs system and, and personality types in general, A couple from the very beginning is starting on the back foot. This is not about lack of love or or care or empathy or even listening skills. It's a matter of different wiring inside of their mind, how their brain works, mixed with a a lack of a framework to know how to actually understand those that are different and how they're different and why they're different and exactly how that plays out on a day-to-day basis. So, time and time again, what I see is people talking past each other. The censor is trying to keep things very clear and factual, and probably, uh, generally, they're trying to keep it fairly concise as well, Uh, whereas the intuitive, especially if they're being more of their authentic self, can tend to talk a lot uh, in a way that might look like rambling to the other party or just, just jumping around. And as I said, uh, it will look like they're jumping to conclusions. Insured is like to look at the abstract, the big picture, the intangible dynamics and try and work out what's going on uh, first and then zoom in and narrow in on the sensory factual details and factual data whereas with a sensor it's basically the opposite they need to gather a whole heap of sensory data factual stuff before they would even consider coming down to any definitive or clear conclusions now i'm not a sensor but from my observation the way a sensor frames what the intuitive is doing is It's just guesswork and they don't feel confident or maybe even stronger than that. They can feel it's foolish to make these leaps, make these jumps. And in a general sense, it's right because it doesn't matter if you have intuition as the very first part of your personality, they are still leaps and jumps that you're making. The data piece here that obviously gets missed by the sensors is that whilst they would feel that would be a very big leap and jump and put them in a very precarious position, for an intuitive the risk is smaller and the likelihood they're going to get things correct or in the ballpark is higher simply because that's where their mind is focused and that's where they've logged up the most hours of of work and expertise. So of course there needs to be humility for the intuitive in that regard but if it's a a major part of your personality then it, it is something that you should develop and learn to rely on. So what I want to do now is try and give a couple of visual metaphors for this. I've been thinking and talking and trying to dig down into this uh, difference, this dichotomy difference for many years now and it was actually just the other day that I felt I got another layer of understanding, a deeper understanding about this. So I want to give you an image for both, uh, how a sensor is operating and how an intuitive is operating. One way of thinking about the intuitive brain is thinking of it as galaxy thinking, or like a mind map, where there's all these different data points, big and small, uh, scattered quite randomly all over the place, and then there's all these little thick and thin lines between the two connecting them together, basically the opposite of linear quite a random array and assortment of, well, patterns. And that's, that's I think, a helpful way to think of the intuitive mind and how intuitives get to the point of knowing what they know or coming to their conclusions. Now, I understood this for a long time, but I could never frame in what felt like an an honourable way and a accurate way how a sensor was going about things. Because a sensor isn't just a inferior version of thinking, because, you know, they quote-unquote can't join dots together, can't develop patterns. But it is a very different way of operating. And the way that I've come to think about it now is picture... Uh, a sensor's brain or more just, if, if I'm drawing it down as a picture, picturing it, picturing it as a bunch of boxes or, or squares or, or whatever of information, different pieces of factual information. So a sensor might learn fact one, fact two, fact three, fact four, and basically the level of what they know is correlated with the quantity of data points and facts that they've been able to take in and memorize and organize. So rather than getting, say, three data points and then joining some intuitive connections which may or may not be right, the sensor is inclined to go, well, I've got three data points. I don't know what these mean. I don't really understand what's going on here, so I better go read some more. I better go talk to some more people. I better go watch a few more videos and get some more facts, some more evidence. There's language that you'll often hear from someone who has sensing as a major part of their personality. Facts and evidence. Reliable data, reliable, tangible information. So rather than getting a few data points and jumping to their ultimate conclusions, a sensor will generally create more and more of these boxes. A good example of this difference is people will often invite me to quiz nights and they'll say to me, oh, you'll be great, you're really smart and you know about things. And time and time again, I tell them, I know about some very, very specific things, but overall, I'm... I'm atrocious. My general knowledge is very, very weak. Conversely, uh, a sensor will generally retain uh, facts and figures and and just random bits of information much better. Now, I'm speaking very generally here, but a sensor is more orientated towards rote memorization uh, because they value the facts. They value the information that has been previously confirmed by other sources, information that has been vetted. So if you go back to a relationship and you think, well, one of these people is a sensor and the other is an intuitive, I'm guessing you can start to see more clearly how misunderstandings can occur. One person says, you did ABC, that would be the sensor. But then the intuitive might reply something back about, well, you are unhappy with me because of that thing yesterday. Or I could see that there was other things going on and I knew that if you did this, you would be unhappy. So they'll jump to the more speculative and unconfirmed interpretation of what's going on. And of course, as you can imagine, this will often get the senses back up because they'll say, well, you can't know that, or I didn't say that, or I never told you that. Now you're just making things up. Now you're just finding things to accuse me of without any evidence. And so the cycle continues. The miscommunication continues. So the natural question here is obviously what can be done? And it's actually this dichotomy, this sensor-intuitive thing that is what drew me so deeply into the Myers-Briggs system as someone with a intuitive preference it was so validating and clarifying to understand what was going on in my brain and why the world and society was giving me the feedback it was giving me and simply the knowledge and the information helped me to be able to adjust my behavior and and adapt the way that I related to certain people. And I've seen this in relationships too. When a couple works out that their partner isn't just jumping to conclusions, but this is actually a superpower that they have. And they're actually really good at joining these connections and predicting how things are going to play out to a degree that seems almost magical. Or on the flip side the intuitive can start to realize, oh my goodness, I've actually got my own real life fact checker and data checker here. When I go off on these tangents that are fun and exciting and exhilarating, but can tend to be quite unfounded, and my partner pulls me up, I should listen to that, because they've actually accumulated a lot more grounded information on on things that I haven't, and also just have that skill to to pursue that or that desire to pursue that stuff. So whilst the the sense intuitive split can certainly be a big, big tension point and I'm sure many divorces have been triggered by this fundamental misunderstanding between two people, it can also be a phenomenal gift. If you have children, it means that a child will get an exposure to both worldviews and ways of understanding things, but it also means that you can cover each other's weaknesses. If you have a double sensor couple or a double intuitive couple, you by nature of being quite similar have a number of gaps. Dual sensor couples might miss certain implications of things that they're doing in their life because they can't join the pattern. They may repeat dysfunctional or unhealthy dynamics in their relationship or in their workplaces because they're not observing the larger pattern at work, to name but one example. A double intuitive couple can tend to get carried away in speculation and philosophical abstract ideas and kind of live in, with their heads in the clouds a bit, not actually engage with the real world, not always translate their ideas and their ideals into reality. Intuitives need senses to, to help them actually act in the world, to actually to actually get stuff done. So I could probably talk about this one all day and I feel like it's been a bit of an intuitive and nonlinear uh, episode, maybe more than normal. But I really hope this lands for you guys because this is just such a fundamental thing in our society and especially in re- relationships. Because my desire is that down the track, we'll actually have a good enough understanding in society of the differences between an intuitive and a sensor that these terms are used as freely and as easily as the terms introvert and extrovert are now used. Because both orientations, both temperaments are so fundamentally important to a healthy and functioning society. So thanks for listening. Please leave me a rating and a review wherever you're listening if you have that option. And I'd love for you to jump over onto my new Convergently Speaking Facebook page. Interact with the conversation there. And if yourself or someone you know is in a relationship where you think this issue might be a tension point, um, please drop me a line. I'm offering relationship counselling where I use a lot of these techniques and a range of other models to help couples improve their communication and see the value and the power in their differences rather than just see it as a liability. So have a good day and I'll talk to you next time on Convergently Speaking.